This, this is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buter just punched me in the kidney. Power through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. What we're going to do, you are a man of the really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen in Ballard. Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Oh, yes. Hello, and here we go. It is Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. SeattleSports.com and, of course, the Seattle Sports app, podcast platforms, you name it. We are everywhere. And today, at the Seahawks facility, Virginia Mason Athletic Center. Why? I'm going to talk to Pete Carroll a little bit later this morning. Why? Well, because the Seahawks signed Geno Smith yesterday, in case you hadn't heard. How quickly does that news blow up yesterday afternoon? We all saw it, uh, kind of came through Twitter and then got onto the station. And Wyman and Bob had a good day talking about it yesterday afternoon. And Bump and Stacy will get their chance after us today. And just kind of everyone rolling through their responses. One thing I found interesting right off the bat is that you guys seem to be split. Maybe that's not surprising. Maybe it is. But... Uh, just, you know, a Twitter poll yesterday. It's not formal. It's not official. But with nearly 8,500 votes, that's a pretty significant amount. And about 59% say you're happy. Three years, $105 million. And about 41% say not so happy. Too much money. Wouldn't have wanted to pay him. In Brock's Twitter poll, Kind of a similar vibe, right? 31% excited, 17% straight up disappointed. But add that to the 23 and a half that were apathetic about the deal. And, you know, those numbers look pretty similar. About 60-40 people in favor versus people that are not. That's not as high as I would have thought. I mean, I, you know, given all the conversation around this, I would have guessed somewhere a well above 70% would be in favor of a deal like this. So certainly it'll be part of our conversation today. In fact, it'll be most of our conversation today. And uh, I want to open up the phones kind of as early as possible. So 6.30 this morning, half hour from now, we'll open up the phones and get your thoughts on whether or not you like the deal, what it means for the Seahawks, et cetera. Brock will be in at 7 o'clock. And, uh, you know, we'll talk for a while and then eventually uh, interview Pete at, uh, at 9.30 this morning. So that's sort of rundown for the day. My thoughts on this, I don't hate it. And that's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm having a hard time coming around and saying that I love a deal like this. I don't. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I don't think they screwed up. I don't think this is a bad idea. But I'm going to keep coming back to the same question I asked yesterday and the same question I wrote about yesterday because I think it's at the crux of all of this. Can you win a Super Bowl after making this deal? It's hard for me to see that path. Maybe it's there, and the Seahawks are going to show it over the course of the next year or two, but it's it's hard for me to see how this leads to a path of winning a Super Bowl as soon as possible, right? We saw Geno last year making less money than this. Is he going to be better next year while making more money? Hard for me to see that, especially because you're going to have to fix a defense that was not close. So can Gino win a Super Bowl, period? Yeah, in the absolute right circumstances. Of course he can, right? Brad Miller won a Super Bowl. So did Trent Dilfer. Mediocre quarterbacks can win a Super Bowl. And I think that what we saw last night is he was, or last year, rather, is that he was better than mediocre. He was pretty good. Top 10 quarterback last year. And he gets paid top 10 money. But 
is he a guy that's going to lead you past Joe Burrow? Lead you past Patrick Mahomes? Lead you past Josh Allen? You're going to have to beat one of those guys in all likelihood to win a Super Bowl. Not to mention the guys you're going to have to beat in the NFC. Yeah, is but gonna... was there was that guy out there? Like, I, not in I not in free agency. No, I'm fine with this deal because I don't think you want to take a step back at this point, looking at how well you did last year. And I I don't think there was a lot of better options. Well, I mean, it, all of that comes down to how you view this year's draft and whether or not you think that this year's draft is 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 capable of bringing you one of those guys, somebody who can truly go toe to toe with the best in the league and win. If if not. Why spend money? I guess that's what I keep coming back to. If your quarterback isn't isn't good enough to beat one of the best and be one of the best, why spend money on him? Find somebody else who's similar, marginally not quite as good, and use that money to improve your team elsewhere. Now, we haven't seen all the details. We don't know what the contract looks like. We don't know what their ability is to maneuver the cap around and what it's going to look like in year one, how quickly they can get out of it. All of those things are going to factor into a final determination of what we think about this deal. But until I know all of that information, as I said, I don't hate it. I'm not crushing the Seahawks. I don't think they made a big mistake. But philosophically, this one would be hard for me to swallow. This one would be hard for me to do. If I were in John's position and you came to me and said, all right, do or die, Gino at 35 a year for the next three years, I think I'm probably saying no. And I, you know, I understand that desire to want to let him test the market. I don't think you could because then you're going into free agency not knowing how much money you had to spend. You needed to get this done one way or another. Either you needed to let Gino move on and say, I'm sorry, you're too expensive, or you needed to sign him. So they decided to sign him. The best argument I heard last night, and I did this Twitter space, which for whatever reason made me sound like I had some sort of a stroke. I don't know why. I'm getting texts about it this morning. You sound like a robot? I, no, I sounded like I was like lisping and like I couldn't speak. It was bizarre because oh. that's not how I was talking unless I was having a stroke and nobody knew it. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it was really, really strange. But you're okay. I'm just fine. Okay. For the record, I am okay. just fine, and hopefully I'm not talking weird today, and hopefully I sound normal coming through the speakers. But um, I, 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 I like the argument that they probably weren't going to win a Super Bowl anyway in the next two years with or without Chino, so you might as well be as good as possible during that time. That's fair. I'll, I'll buy that. Gino's probably not going to, to, to win you a Super Bowl during this time, and so you are essentially continuing your culture of winning. All right, I'll buy that. And if it's a one- or two-year deal in actuality, it in no way precludes you from drafting a quarterback this year. I think it probably means you're not spending your number five pick on one, though, right? I mean, that would seem to be an odd decision. You spend the number five pick, and by the way, that does come with some spending, especially on a quarterback, and you you at the same time sign Gino to a significant, I'm not saying huge, but significant contract, that would be, that would be surprising. That would be odd. 20th pick, maybe. Second or third round, to me, is a necessity. I mean, remember, he's now the only quarterback on your roster, right? You don't even have a backup right now. So... If he's a bridge quarterback, okay, I can buy that. It's a little bit more money than I would want to spend for a bridge. 
Because couldn't you use some of that money down the road or even this year to bring in players that are going to help you for more than two years? Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, those guys weren't two-year options. If you were to go spend the money on Bud Dupree or Leonard Floyd or whoever it is, aren't you hoping that they're going to last you more than two years? So, look, I'm not sure I fully understand this plan, and we'll ask Pete about it. So I'm not angry, and I don't don't want to make you think that I am or that I'm crushing this or I think the Seahawks are awful and this was a huge mistake. I don't think any of that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Last year, I remember you saying at the draft, you're like, hey, if Pete and John, going back to your philosophical point, if Pete and John, if, if hey, if they love Malik Willis and they, and they they believe in him and he's their guy, then I'm all in. Yep. Do you not come to that same conclusion with when they make a decision like this with Gina? I guess I should. I mean, there there, there is some sense to that. Um, I have some, some trust in their ability to evaluate the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. It, it just, we've all seen Gino. Right. It's one thing to think about, right, right. The others are projection. This one is one we've all seen and they have two and there's an element to their locker room, et cetera, that they really like. Okay, I get it. It's not to me about whether or not I like Gino. Gino's fine. It's whether or not you can pay him like this as a franchise quarterback when I don't know whether he's quite in that category. That's all. Okay. So this is more about the cost and what it potentially prevents you from doing elsewhere than it is about the next couple of years of Geno Smith, which I think will be fine. Good player. Happy for him. Glad he got paid. Glad that after years of making very little money in the NFL, he's going to make an extremely large amount of money that will change his life and the life of his kids and his family and generations. Congratulations. Honestly, I mean that. It's awesome awesome for him and he worked his butt off and he did and said all the right things last year both on and off the field and this is a fantastic reward for that but i will admit to being i got a text here why is the unknown more intriguing because i saw the known and it wasn't you saw the known with like a defense that just wasn't getting the job done and And i think it's hard to fix that defense quickly if you're spending a lot of money on your quarterback I think other teams have shown that's not true. They, the just, they need to commit to it. They need to spend some money this offseason. They're not going to have can, as much money to spend. They're going to spend the money work, on oh, Gino Smith. You can work around the salary cap. We've seen but it. But they don't. That's not how they operate. And from what I've heard, this we could see that this deal shakes out to more like $30 million a year than 35 A lot of it could be incentives. Yeah. So as we see those details, obviously I'll amend my point of view as we find out exactly how much is being spent, when, what it does to the cap, etc. But... Geno Smith with this team last year was not good enough to win a Super Bowl or even close to it. How are they going to improve enough over the next two years to win a Super Bowl while paying their quarterback more than they were paying him last year? That's the question. And if they can solve that riddle, then this is a good deal. And if they can't solve the riddle then this is probably not going to work out long-term for for the Seahawks. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll give you everything you need to know. There were a few other things going on in the sports world yesterday, plus some other folks weigh in on Geno. And then I'll give you your time coming up at 6.30 to tell me I'm an idiot. That's coming up. It's Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710 or seattlesports.com. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. 
the Seahawks have their quarterback, and they can now proceed into free agency and the draft, knowing their most important piece is at least set. This after Geno Smith signed a three-year deal reportedly worth about $105 million. How it's structured, how much is guaranteed, will give us a lot more information regarding the strength of their commitment. But Brady Henderson, joining Wyman and Bob yesterday, offered these details. The larger point there is that you really need to see the full details of an NFL contract come out before you can really like truly evaluate it. And a lot of times, you know, the initially reported numbers on a deal, like, you know, four years, X million, a lot of times that includes incentives that a player would have to hit in order to make that total. And so the true value of the deal, a lot of times is, is lower than that. And I imagine that might be the case uh, with this deal that, that the 105 million actually includes some incentives and that the true average per year may be closer to, you know, 30, 31 million dollars, something like that. So we don't really know because none of the other details haven't come out yet. I'm sure they will over the next few days. Uh, and we'll get a, a really a better picture of what the deal looks like. But whether it's 29, 30, 31, 35 million dollars, it's a heck of a deal for Geno Smith. Uh, and it's a heck of a story that he continues to write. Well, we'll see. And, and obviously that will help us understand exactly what they're doing here with this deal. I don't love it, nor do I hate it. I think it was the safest thing they could do. It ensures that they've got a good player at the most important position. It doesn't necessarily keep them from searching for a successor in the draft, although I think it'd be hard to now use the number five pick. But it's an investment in a quarterback that I think would need an absolutely perfect situation around him to try to win a Super Bowl. And with the money that they're giving him, I think it's going to be even harder to create that situation. So I get it. It had to be done right now. Waiting until free agency was going to leave too many unknowns. Brian Baldinger uh, spoke yesterday on what he thinks the Seahawks can do next. Look, let's just recap what what he did this year. Because he beat out Drew Locke in preseason. It was a, it was a quarterback battle. He won the job. Then he goes out and he leads the league in completion percentage. He gets his team to the playoffs. He plays the style of football that Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the general manager, wants to play. The other quarterbacks seem to have an issue with that. He got the ball to his wide receivers in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, both over 1,000 yards. And he kept the the takeaways down. He took care of the football this year. And he got him into the playoffs. So I think it's a great building block. And I think this team now has the ability to build around Geno and start building up that defense that had been depleted over a period of time. Going to be awfully important to get this draft right, because, yes, that defense is going to need some real help. Here's the second thing you need to know. Kind of a strange up-and-down day for the Mariners yesterday. I'll try to remember both Shannon and Scott telling us that spring results matter more for young players than they do for veterans, because Luis Castillo got beat around a little bit yesterday in the first, gave up a pair of runs in his two and a third innings, although he did settle down to strike out four, his second start of the spring, and likely just getting himself stretched out. But uh, meanwhile, how about Bryce Miller? He goes three scoreless innings, struck out four. Guy was the talk of the team heading into spring training, and now the games have started. He's been even better. He says he's feeling like he's in a pretty good place. Yeah, no, I mean, both outings I've felt good um, locating the fastball, and as long as I, you know, like I said, if I throw in the right spots, I'm, I'll be in good shape. So definitely helps, you know, going out there and, and getting out, but uh, kind of just how, how I felt at the end of last year. Do what I'm supposed to do, I'm being in shape. <laughs> he's uh, keeping it simple, which Amped I guess is a, a good thing. Yes, he's very excited <laughs> after his three scoreless innings. A couple of hits for Ty France in the game. That's nice. RBI from Cal Raleigh, home run from Cade Marlowe. But the M's lose 6-2. They will be off today. 
Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, it was certainly a busy day in the NFL, above and beyond the Geno Smith deal. Pass rusher market continuing to flood. Frank Clark reportedly going to be available as well, as he was not able to work out anything in Kansas City. So you can add him to Bud Dupree and Leonard Floyd, both of whom uh, came out yesterday, will be released. So that's a pretty interesting group, especially considering the depth of the draft class at the edge spot as well. Kind of takes me back to after the 2012 season, very similar situation. The Seahawks were able to snag both Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett on the cheap because of the flooding of edge guys in the market. Derek Carr gets four years, $150 million, so just slightly north of Geno's deal. Rumors swirling that Tom Brady could unretire again and go to Miami. That would be... Uh, Entertaining, I suppose. The Ravens are going to franchise Lamar Jackson today, something that is sure to help mend that fragile and fractured relationship, I'm sure. And the Packers apparently are pretty well done working on Aaron Rodgers' schedule, Rich Eisen, on what he learned at the Combine. They sure hope <laughs> Just like praying. that when he comes up with his decision, it is, I wish to retire or I wish to be traded elsewhere. Wow. They do not want his response to be, let's run it back. When I say I heard that over and over and over again, it's just like you have no idea what's going on there. Hmm. Well, I don't blame them. I wouldn't have wanted them back last year or even a few years before that. At some point, they got to give Jordan Love a shot. They drafted him in the first round. What are they doing? Typical. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. Uh, we do that quarter past every hour. All right. Uh, I promised that I would give you guys your shot here. So here you go. 630, as, as promised. We're going to open up the phones, get your thoughts on Geno Smith. I've given you some of mine. Yes, I think it's a little early to make full judgment because we don't fully know the contract. And what Brady said is absolutely right. What appears to be one thing may look very different as those numbers come out over the course of the next few days. And we're going to hear from Pete Carroll, and that's going to shape some of our opinion of what and why they did this but what do you guys think was this a good move do you like the Geno deal can he beat the best out there can he win you a Super Bowl over the course of this contract did they handle this the right way should they have let him test the market do you love that you've got the quarterback position set is there a path to winning a Super Bowl simple question what do you think of the Geno Smith deal the Seahawks signed yesterday? 866-979-3776. Phone number 866-979-3776. This 630 audience has been all over the phones last, uh, well, pretty much whenever we've done it. So counting on you guys this morning, we'll take your calls next. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, simple question this morning. Do you like the Seahawks deal with Geno Smith? They get it done yesterday. We were over at VMAC this morning. Talked to Pete Carroll. Coming up three hours from now at 9.30. Obviously, Pete's going to be happy. and Looking forward to hearing what he likes about this, why it got done, how it got done, how they move forward, etc. And Brock and I will be certainly giving our thoughts about it throughout the morning, as I've said a few times. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'm I'm very in between on this, and I I think there's some things to like about it. I think there's some challenges that I have with the deal, right? I I like the fact that you've got your position set. I thought Gino did a good job last year. And if you could have gotten him for even less money, I think I would have been 100% behind this. But I do think you also have to keep your eyes on the prize, which is winning a Super Bowl. And I don't know how much closer to winning a Super Bowl the Seahawks are today 
than they were two days ago. So I think that's a question we've got to ask as as we work through this. What do you guys think? 866-979-3776. This should be every Seahawks fan should have a comment on this. Every single person who listens to this station should have an opinion on what they think here of Geno Smith getting the deal done. We'll start off with Tucker, who's in Texas. Good morning, Tucker. What do you think? How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Um, So I don't love the money, but I do like the length. I think that the three years is going to keep Gino hungry for another contract. And so I like that it's only three years and not a big six-year commitment or, or anything like that. So you think that at the end of three years, and by the way, I'd be shocked if this thing makes it three years, you think they're going to sign Gino again? Well, not necessarily, but he's going to be hungry for maybe a contract with a different team or something. He's not going to be complacent, which I know doesn't, which doesn't always happen with professional athletes, but I think he's going to be hungry for that next contract that he's not locked in for six years so he can kind of take a backseat sort of thing. Yeah, I guess I understand that. I appreciate the phone call, Tucker, and, and thanks for jumping in this morning. Honestly, I, I like the length of the deal as well, but for different reasons. I I would be shocked if at the end of this contract, Geno Smith is still the Seahawks quarterback. Not, I mean, it could happen, but I, I guess I shouldn't say shocked. I'd be surprised. I think what you like about the length of this deal is that it gives you an opportunity to ultimately move on to the next guy if and when that availability you know, comes up here in the next couple of years. I think you've got to draft somebody in this year, second or third round at the minimum, right? I, I, I mean, I, I'm not banking on Geno Smith continuing to improve. I know he's going to try, and hopefully he does. Again, I'm not rooting against that happening. He told us at the end of the year, he told everybody, that he thought he could do even better next year with a full season under his belt, etc. Maybe that's true, but I, I, I would be surprised. If in year three or four, Geno Smith was still the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go to uh, line two. Eric's in Arlington, 866-979-3776. Eric, what do you make of this? So I, I uh, thanks for my call, by the way, but uh, I'm for it. You know, I don't think he's, you know, a weak quarterback, but let's be honest, 30, 35 million is not a ton of money in today's NFL for a quarterback. I mean, you know, the cap's going up. You know, it's just not a lot of money. I mean, it's a decent amount, not not a lead amount. Um, I think they can build around him. You know, you, you that number five pick, you're going to shore up that line. You're probably going to get Will Anderson, maybe Jalen Carter. You know, that makes Daryl Taylor more more dangerous. You get some pressure off the edge. That line, you know, builds up pressure. You, you know, 20 pick, you get another line. You get like a Brian Brise. That line's also all, all, all of a sudden dangerous. The secondary already looks good and young. They have a lot of rookie contracts. You know, you're going to be able to fill the gaps at linebacker. That's cheap to fill via free agency. Offense is already good. You know, I, I think they can win with it. You know, and, the, and then the wild card is, do you take Anthony Richardson at five if he's there and groom him under Geno and let yeah. him grow? I mean, there's there's a lot of good about this, I think. Yeah, I, I think those are all relevant. I, I guess the question I would come back to you with, Eric, and, and this is the one that we got to answer, and I don't, I don't know the answer to it. As you said, you don't think Geno is an elite quarterback, right? But you, do, but you don't think it's elite money. I guess what I'm asking is what is, the, what, is the, what is the merit of being in between, right? What is the merit of the in-between? Can you win with that? Can you win a Super Bowl? with the non-elite quarterback at non-elite money, or are you better off 
going for even less money and spending it elsewhere? I think the I think the Geno route is pretty good with the talent they have, right? I mean, if you can win a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer, you can win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. You know, I mean, if you can win a Super Bowl with, I'm trying to think of a couple other ones, like nothing else. But, or but when you, but, but when they but, won Super Bowls with Trent Dilfer, with Brad Johnson and Tampa Bay, those are sort of the two shining examples yeah. of, of, of the worst quarterbacks, quote unquote, to win Super Bowls. The defenses on those teams were insane. They were absolutely they were. elite as elite gets. They were as roughly, you know, like the 2013-14 Seahawks. Do you think that while well, paying Geno Smith $35 million a year, you can get that? I think so. I mean, with with the draft, I mean, the secondary is already on its way to being a pretty good secondary. You know, and that was without without Adams. Who knows if, they, if he, you know, is a cap casualty at some point. But, you know, the, build that line, you know, in two years, they might have an elite defense. It's not hard to make your defense elite if you have the right pieces in play, if you have the right coaching. I mean, look at Matt Eberflus in, in uh, Indianapolis. Look what he did with that horrible defense in one year, made it an elite defense. You know, they didn't have an offense. They couldn't do anything with it. I think Geno pushes that offense. You have talent on that side of the ball. You have an offensive line. You have a solid running back. You have great wide receivers. They might need to draft someone they have decent, but, you know, I mean, I think they have the talent to be able to do it, you know, and with a good defense and a good offense, yeah, you can contend, I believe, you know I mean? All right. Well, Eric, I love the optimism, man. Thank you very much for the phone call. It's a good one and somewhat convincing. I don't know whether building an elite defense overnight is quite as simple as you just made it out to be, but I like the phone call and thank you. I do think that's going to be the challenge. Yes, you can win with you know non-elite quarterbacks. We do see it in the NFL, but generally, it it comes with a defense or something about your team that is so unique that you almost can't you know help it. I also think that Gino is better than than Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer, though. Might be. He might be. I yeah. mean, he had the best completion percentage in the NFL last year. Yeah, and he's done it for one year. And, and they and, they put up a lot of points. They did. Yeah, Gino was pretty good last so year. So I think they I, need to work on the defense, but I don't know if they need to have the best defense in the league to win with Gino. I think if you're going to win with Gino Smith, you better have a pretty significant upgrade with your defense than what we saw last year if you're going to try to get to a Super Bowl. And, and, you know, you made the playoffs last year and got beat. If you're looking to advance farther than that, I think your defense is going to have to be a lot better than it was this year. Let's go to Leonard uh, on line three, who's in Wilmington. Good morning, Leonard. Good morning. How are you today? Good, man. Good. First of all, I'm personally, I'm happy for Gino. Happy for Gino that all of his hard work and his dedication has paid off, and he's gotten this opportunity, and he's made some life-changing cash. That being said, and great that he can be a great card in the locker room, but until the contract details come out, I just think they overpaid for him. I think that everybody else in that trade for Wilson played other than Drew Locke and I just think that they're almost the same type of player. Watching the game and just seeing them both be able to see over the line, that was a huge advantage. And I just think that the tape got out. We know who Gino is, to your point earlier, Mike. We, we know who he is. In the second half of the season, he didn't necessarily rise to help do more of his part to win any games from come, by, come from behind victories. I think he had one. Mm-hmm. And... 
they've got to get enough support behind him and around him. And even then, is he going to be quarterback enough to be the Niners? You know, the Eagles, one cup would push comes to shove. So those are my concerns. I just think you almost could have gotten. I would like to have seen Drew Locke get a chance for a little bit less money and just see what another year in the system and and a, and a different shot would have been for a guy like him. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Leonard. I think you and I probably see this very similarly. You know, the Drew Locke thing, the one thing I would say, it's probably not just a little bit less money. It's probably a lot of bit less money. You know, Brady telling us a couple of weeks ago that he thought Drew Locke's market was going to be in the 2 $3 million a year range. I mean, that's a pretty significant, no matter what this contract really is, when we get the details, it's going to be a lot more than 2 or $3 million. Look, I, I, I agree with you. Thank you, Leonard, for the phone call. I agree. I'm happy for Gino. It's a great way to start, and it's a really positive way of looking at this for a guy that worked his butt off, you know, overcame a lot of adversity and mistakes that he brought upon himself and, you know, triumphed and now is going to make life-changing money. It's a great, great story of, of, of his perseverance and his understanding and his ability to, to bring the most out of himself. Congratulations to him. And, and if we like the deal today, that's fine. But if you like the deal today, I don't want to hear any complaining when free agency starts in a couple of weeks that the Seahawks aren't bringing in the kind of players you want. Right? I don't want to hear the complaints next year of, well, I mean, they, they should have gotten Leonard Floyd or they should have gotten so-and-so or they could have also done this. Okay. You just can't have it both ways. But didn't right? Andrew Brandt tell you that you can actually? Like, but if the they Seahawks want to, they can make it work. They okay, don't but do that's, that. not, that's not the fans' fault. No, but it's not the way the Seahawks operate. They're not going to get themselves into the situation that the Rams or the or the Titans or the Saints are in right now where they've got to let go good players. They don't do that. They don't they don't borrow against the credit card. They stay fairly true to the cap. They, so if you know that that's the case, they're not I mean, once you've signed Gino, you are precluding your ability to go do more in free agency. The Eagles right? made a huge signing last year in A.J. Brown and still found some way to go out there and get some good defensive free agents and solidify their defense. They absolutely did, but they got a quarterback who they're not paying any money to. I'm just right? saying they're paying A.J. Brown almost as much as Geno's making. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're paying some money to him at the wide receiver spot. By the way, the Seahawks are paying D.K. Metcalf the same amount of money. Yes, that's true. Right? I mean, like, look, you can absolutely pay money and win Super Bowls. I don't, I'm not saying you can't. But I, I do think that you're going to be spending a lot more at the quarterback position this year than last year. And if your goal is to, to find ways to improve, you've got to actually, you know, find ways to improve. Let By me, the way, uh, when we were talking about whether Gino might be better than Trent Dilfer, I yeah. went back and looked at the numbers for Trent Dilfer's oh, Super geez. Bowl year. Rough. Gino had 4,282 passing yards with 30 touchdowns and uh, I believe only – 11 interceptions last year. Yeah. Uh, Trent Dilfer in 2000 when they won the Super Bowl through for 1,502 yards, <laughs> 12 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. Isn't that amazing? So it I think a we different... can confidently say Gino is better than Trent Dilfer. He absolutely is. And it is a different league back then, so it's sort of hard to, to go apples to apples on that. But, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That defense was just so absurd, though. I mean, it just they it almost didn't matter what they I mean, were historical. doing offensively. 866-979-3776. Go back to line one. Johnny's in Tacoma. Good morning, Johnny. Hey, guys. Good morning. What's up? Uh, first of all, so I, I'm cool with the contract. Um, I have to disagree with you, though. I think we will move up from five to grab our guy. There's too much evidence. That goes for us moving up to grab Levis, Richardson, or Stroud. 
Uh, all right. Why do you think you have to move up to do it? it? I mean, if we can stay there, that'd be ideal. I think you're going to have to move up at the end of the day. I can't see either one of those three guys dropping. Uh, like you said, um, can't win one with a mediocre quarterback. Can't win one with an expensive quarterback. We have our core with about three more years on the rookie deal. If you can develop one of these quarterbacks the next one, two years, you can hit it with two years on the back end on rookie deals for most of our team. Mm-hmm. That's how you win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know that it opens up a huge window. I appreciate the call, I, I, and I get it. Yes, there is there is something to that strategy. I would be shocked if they moved up. I mean, maybe I, I still now would be surprised if they drafted any quarterback with the number five pick, but I guess it's believable. It would be, I think, shocking and probably a mistake for them to trade up in order to do it, and especially if you like three of those guys. I just don't see a scenario where all three of those guys are gone before you have, you know, that would essentially mean that the top four picks are all going to be quarterbacks. That's never happened before, right? Have quarterbacks ever gone yeah. one, two, three, four? I don't think so. I'm sure they have. I don't think so. No, even in 1983, they didn't go one, two, three, four. I, I, I don't think that's ever happened. Appreciate the phone call, Johnny. Um, what is, oh man. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a good call. And I, I, I just, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't see that part of it, but that doesn't mean that, that they couldn't continue to find their guy. Let Gino be a bridge, and as you're ready to compete in a couple of years, as you've built up the rest of the team, you go for it. But are you going to then spend the number five pick on a quarterback to let him sit for two years? I don't know. That seems, that seems like a lot to me. Paul's in Kirkland, line two. Good morning, Paul. What do you think? Well, I think it's a good move, and I think that's the price that we needed to get him for. I had called him before and talked about this, and I thought he'd be at $30 million a year plus incentives, and 30 to 35 sounds just right. Um, I think with Gino, you have a guy that has the attributes when it comes to competency in his position, the character of the individual, and the chemistry with the team. And those, whatever job you do, those are the three things you look at. So I don't know. Do you think Gino's competent in what he's doing? I think he's I think confident, he yes. And and do you think he has the chemistry with the team? I think absolutely. They do seem to like him, yes. And then you look at his character. I think he sets a good example. He's not perfect, but he knows who the maker is, and and he tries to live up to that standard. So I don't know about that. that. I, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't know. Uh, you might be right. You might be wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think that's a dangerous road to go down. I'm not sure we really know enough about him to make that decision. Well, okay, I'll give you that, but I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And then when you look at who he's played behind, he's had Eli Manning. He's been behind Russell Wilson. He's seen, uh, who is the other one, Phillips? Phillip but Rivers. he's seen, yeah. and these guys have demonstrated for him what uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback should look like. And now he's been able to glean that as he's been mentored and share it with someone else. Now, John has always talked about drafting the best player, not necessarily the player that they think has to fill a spot in their uh, team. And I think if it's another quarterback that he says, hey, you know what, this guy's available, we're going to draft him. It could be a quarterback. It could be a center. It could be a defense. But either way, he's going to take the best player available when it comes to number five. And that will either build equity for the team that they can trade someone around or – um, it's just going to fill a position, and he's going to find other guys that are going to fill these 
weak positions on our team. I think, I think that uh, Geno can take us to the Super Bowl. I think if we get our defense together, I think we put up offensive numbers enough to win a lot more games than we did last year. And I, I'm looking forward to it. And I have, a little, again, a lot of faith in John and, and a lot of faith in Pete. And I believe that they're going to move us forward in a big step this coming year with the new drafts. That's a good call, Paul. I appreciate the amount of time you spent thinking about it and very thoughtful. And uh, I, I think I understand a lot of your points. I don't know that I totally agree with you, but I understand where you're coming from. I agree on John and Pete. I agree on the need to improve the defense. I do think this makes that harder. And while I agree with you on, on sort of the character, the chemistry, et cetera, those are, and, and the confidence, all of those things are important, but that doesn't mean you couldn't find them elsewhere for less money or look for somebody who's just flat out more talented. So I don't, we'll see where it goes. I, 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 it's a lot of money to spend, but it's not debilitating money. What you do next will probably help determine how good this deal really was. 866-979-3776. We've got a couple more minutes to try to grab a few more calls. Let me go to line three. Tony's in Everett. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good morning, Mike. How's it going? Awesome, man. Good. Hey, I just had a, a couple of uh, points that I've, I've enjoyed the callers so far, uh, both sides of the issue. I guess a question regarding defense um, I, I would have is um, how good of a defense do you think that we need to have in order for Gino, the quarterback, to get us to the Super Bowl? You think that we need to be top five? I don't necessarily think we need to be number one or two, but I believe that we should be in the top five in most of the defensive statistical categories. What do you think? Well, I think in 2014 you had a historically great defense, and even with Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, et cetera, you didn't win the Super Bowl. I agree. So, yeah, I think you got to be pretty darn good. I mean, like, I like Geno. I think he's he's a good quarterback. Is he better than Russ was at the top of his career? I don't know that I can say no. that, right? I mean, so yeah, I, I think you're probably going to have to have a pretty either. darn good defense. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. But here, I guess here's my follow-up point to that is that I don't think – that either a rookie quarterback in the draft or Drew Locke um, would be able to do any better given Geno's production this last season. And I believe that we're going to learn a lot about who Geno Smith is this next year now that he has the money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to. I think we're going to figure out if he's the Geno Smith that got a DUI and got his job broke, or if he's the Geno Smith that's the leader on this team and represents the same as what he did this last season when he had a lot on the line. And I think that if he can play close to what he did this last season, and I believe that our defense is going to be steadily improving compared to last year and the year before, I think that we've got a really good shot with him, and I think we have a better shot with him than we do with Drew Locke or a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I I appreciate the call, Tony. It's a really, really good call. Um, Thank you. I I, I agree with a lot of that. Let let me sort of sum this up, and and Brock's going to step in here in a moment. Ultimately, do I think Geno Smith is worth the contract he just got? Yes. According to the market value in the NFL today, Geno Smith is worth – three years and $105 million. It was just below what Derek Carr got. It is above what Ryan Tannehill gets. It is a perfectly logical number for Geno Smith, and I have no problems 
with the Seahawks giving Geno Smith $35 million a year on an average annual value rate. The question that I'm asking really isn't about Geno Smith. It's a philosophical question on whether or not that is a great way to build your team. Yes, Geno Smith's worth the money he got. You weren't going to get him for 15 a year, and obviously he wasn't going to get 45 a year. He's a 30 to $35 million a year quarterback. The question is, is that a great way to build a roster in today's NFL? And if you think the answer to that is yes, great. Then they can absolutely, you know, if they make the right decisions in the offseason, build around that contract and make themselves a Super Bowl contender. If you believe that $35 million is in between, that it is expensive enough to hamstring you in terms of the way the rest of your roster is built, but it's not enough to buy you one of the elite best quarterbacks in the game who makes everybody around him better, then you probably aren't going to love this deal, and you're going to be in the 40% that said, yeah, I don't really love it, or the the, the 20-something percent that said to Brock they were apathetic. Because you just don't, it's not that you don't like Geno. It's not that you don't like that his value is what it is. It's that you're not sure that's the best strategy for anybody, whether it's you know, take the name Geno Smith out. Just say, do you want a $35 million quarterback? My answer to that is probably no. I either want a $50 million quarterback that I know is going to be unbelievable and carry my team. Or I want a rookie deal quarterback or a short money quarterback like both Drew and Geno were last year. So I guess my issue with this is really just philosophical. It's nothing to do with Geno Smith. I like Geno. I thought he had a really good year last year. It's possible that he has an even better year next year. I do think he's probably closer to the person we saw lead this team last year than the guy, as, as our last caller mentioned, who got his jaw broke and got a DUI. I think he's improved his life. I think he's he's figured a lot of that out, and he's become a great leader. And that may have value to this as you are building a long-term approach to winning. But ultimately, there's a philosophical question about whether or not you like having a player at quarterback who makes that amount of money. And I'm probably more against it than I am for it. Brock's going to step in in a moment. We'll get his take on this. Pete Carroll at 930 this morning. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.